entered the building. Place to be nation, PTB NXT is back with another wonderful episode. Let me bring in my co-host. We're going. We're jumping right into this. Uh, Jenny, how are you? I am fantastic and so happy to be back with you boys tonight. Um, even though these shows are kind of mid. Ooh, mid. We'll see how they compare to our last episode on Flintstones. Uh, Tim, mm-hmm. similar feelings uh, off top on these? Um, yeah, I would say mixed feelings here, in fact. Um, we are going to be actually covering wrestling on this episode of PTV NXT. We haven't done that in about six months, so mm. <laughs> we might be a little bit rusty. I know you guys are not used to that if you're regular listeners, but um, we're going to do our best here. Um, spoiler alert off the top, we're, we're not working with the best. Uh, we... we NXT did not offer its best here on this outing. That's all I'll say. That's very yes, we are cov- Our first one is the April 1st, and we are truly the April Fools. We are this. fools indeed. Um, before we get into that, I have a quick... Now, this just recently came up like 10 minutes ago, and I have to ask because now I feel like I need to ask everyone I know to see about this. Um, when, when y'all were in school, we, we don't have to linger on this long, obviously completely out of left field, but when you were in school and you ate school lunch, did y'all have a thing that was like a peanut butter square was, I'm trying to figure out if this was like one of those ubiquitous school lunch things, or was this like a weird regional school lunch thing, but it was like a peanut butter square thing. And it wasn't quite peanut butter fudge, but it wasn't like completely creamy, like peanut butter, but it was like a square and they would have like the big chunks of sugar. Like you'd see these big, like rocks of white sugar in it did y'all have this at your um uh, at your schools i have to know at my Mm. school we had peanut butter balls so it was kind of the same (laughs) consistency (laughs) like fudge like also rolled in powdered sugar and then Um, sometimes they would roll them in like crushed peanuts um they're fucking amazing yeah i've got to say no on both of those i don't remember anything Wow, peanut related. Uh, okay, maybe that was a, maybe that was an, a food allergy thing. I don't know, but right, yeah, they don't have it anymore for that exact I reason. I can't imagine I they would have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. I think the school cafeterias have to be pretty like everything has to be peanut free, and I think usually like seafood free, like of all the major allergens. So you know, it's a relic of our time, uh, guys. But. I don't know. I was just wondering. I was thinking about that earlier, and I was wondering if it was like a thing, or is it just like a weird thing that we had here? So apparently, maybe it's a deep south thing. Um, mm, yeah. The shape, whether you got a, a ball or a, a square or a um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Cute. I feel like it's probably the same thing, you know. Right. Yeah, it sounds like the same thing. But all right. Well, now we got that very important piece of business out the way. Let's uh, let's get into this. So we, of course, have our gimmick names. We'll we'll do that first. We'll hit the cage word after. But um, Tim, would you like to hit us with our current uh, gimmick names, real quick? You bet. So we are currently wrestling as uh, Jake uh, Manuel uh, Straggler, not Strangler, Straggler. Unless I wrote it down wrong, but I think it's Straggler here, Manuel. I am the, uh, I guess, uh, Civil War enthusiast Beauregard Shagwell. Um, right. You know, the, the Confederate Austin Powers and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Jenny, you are the, I guess, nepotism baby of uh, Shawn Michaels, known as 
Elias Hickenbottom. Um, <laughs> How could I so forget? Really great <laughs> names all around here. I uh, believe me, I had them committed to memory. I, I didn't have to look them up at all. So no. wow, yeah. Even after this long hiatus, they they really stuck. And, uh, I got to tell you. And, and I think we, I think our Flintstone ones are going to be non-canon because I remember them kind of mm. sucking, if I remember. Those were pretty like, low like, effort. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember the generator I found was giving me some pretty lame ones. So, yep. So anybody who's running the PTBNXT wiki, you do not have to include the Flintstones <laughs> names. Jeff. <Right>. So <laughs> our new ones. Please. I I will now be um, Kalen Eberhardt. Oh boy. Okay. When a name ends in H A R D T, do you say Hart? Hard. Hart. Like Hart. Dale Earnhardt. Yes, okay, so Eberhardt. Kaylin Eberhardt. So, is that uh, with, a, with a K or a C? A C. C-A-Y-L-E-N. Kaylin Eberhardt. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like a girl's just... thing. Right, yeah. It does. Let's roll it. I'm going to roll gender it. Gender neutral, I guess. All right. Um, I can't even think of anything that that would be. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. We are stumped. Right. We're rusty. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go with Dale Earnhardt. I guess it's a race car driver, but they didn't want to do yeah. Earnhardt. So mm, he's a member of the Earnhardt, Earnhardt clan. Like, yeah, the yeah. Eberhardt clan. Right. Like a Bob Holly, we got mm. Sparky Plug, uh, Redux. Maybe he comes from a big clan of wrestling marks, but he's like the the token wrestler amongst them. But his whole family's gonna be there, and and like. Be marking out uh, for for old Kalen and shitting on everybody else. I don't know, just an idea. <laughs> okay, uh, Tim, Tim, you're going to be. Now we could also switch this to Hank, but the given name is Henry. But uh, we could go with Hank Lovehole. Lovehole. <laughs> Lovehole. Oh, Very subtle. Um. The love hole is so what do we think, guys? Does, does Henry Lovehole or Hank Lovehole have a better mm. ring to it? Mm. I like Hank. I like Hank, Hank Lovehole. Yeah, Hank would be a hoss, like a big hoss. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe almost like a dude love, but like a giant, like, big hoss dude love, kind of where you wear hearts and shit. I don't know where the hole comes in, but. No, uh, uh, I like uh, a deliverance type of. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Tom. All right. Is this, uh, <laughs> uh, what's your finisher? <laughs> um, the love hole slam. The whole plug. The, the love hole slam. Like the black uh, hole slam. Um, pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> pitch black hole. Yes. The theme music is just a banjo, just like yeah. deafening silence and a banjo. Yeah. I mean, is this basically just like Ned Beatty getting his revenge from Deliverance? Yeah. Sort of thing, yeah. Just like, as a wrestling character, he's like a mutant, like from that episode of the X Files. Oh shit! Mixed okay. With deliverance. Okay. Oh, I'm dark. <laughs> that, really? Um, yeah, I was gonna say that. that but I said that episode of the X Files, like everybody knows. You knew that I would know. You knew that I would know. One that got banned, uh, they had to take it off of uh, Hulu. Yeah, pretty um, much. Because it's controversial. 
All right, Jenny, you are going to be Jenny. You are going to be speaking of dark. You're going to be zipper black. Zipper black. Uh, oh, I like it. Zipper. Black. I think you will be hanging out, Mister uh, Solomon Crow. You might yeah. Be his, uh, yes. In his stable. Oh, is, is this is this the guy in the chair for Solomon Crow who's uh, working the lights <laughs> and the and the cameras and shit? Yeah. This guy yeah. in the uh, the guy on the uh, laptop in the back doing his hacking. Mm-hmm. Zipper All right, Zipper, hit it. It's a skull theme, so I'm obsessed with skulls. So she has like a whole skull suit. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Covered in zippers. Yeah, zippered. <laughs> Maybe got a little bit of a like a fake goth thing going on, like yeah. a like a like a hot topic goth thing going on, but with lots of skulls. I like it. Okay. All right, so I think it would be very successful, all those. Some solid um, gimmick. Out of yeah. The, uh, yeah, not bad. Not bad. I like it. Not bad. Not bad. All right, uh, Cajun word, we're going to go with haunt. Was going to be your Cajun word. Uh, I believe it's haunt. It is spelled, I believe, like H-O-N-T-E. Haunt. Um, and so what haunt means, it's kind of like like being embarrassed or shy about something. Like you would say, oh, I may come over here to to my man. Don't be haunt. Like so, it's like if you get embarrassed, or, or like someone you would say who gets embarrassed easily is like a haunt person. Oh, okay. Haunt. So, right. So, um, I I want also, so badly mm-hmm. to to pronounce it haunte, but clearly <laughs> there's no accent on that e. But no. okay. Well, or there was, yeah, right. but then they just shortened it. Perhaps right. It is so French. it is Cajun French, yes. It does, but it, you know, it could be one of those things where it's like the French and the Spanish is not that far off, maybe. Possible, right? Both I being yeah, romantic languages. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yes. Um, <laughs> so. Well, you also don't pronounce the H in in true Parisian French, right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be like onte, onte, onte. <laughs> and you super pronounce the O. So yeah, it's like all right. Oh, right. I like that. There you go. So haunt. Like if you like a lot of times you get called out this as a good kid, one. like yeah. you're shy yeah, and like why are you being haunt? Come see boy. Could be a gotta give a presentation. Why you be school. so haunt? Yeah. Okay. Can't get up to the front because you're too haunt. Yeah. He's a little haunt him. There you go. Perfect. So. <laughs> There you go. So if you ever, if someone's being shy, call them haunt and they won't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, so these will be some uh, episodes of NXT that will, that they should be haunt that they produced. So, yes. <laughs> so we really? will start with the, uh, April 1st, 2015. So like I said, April fool's day. And we start off with Mr. Samuel Zane. He's back. Uh, after his brief uh, sabbatical, after Kevin Owens destroyed him, he has had lots of time to contemplate while he's in Abu Dhabi. And all he could think mm-hmm. about was Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens has not only changed as a wrestler, but as a human. He's going to use his rematch clause to kick KO's ass, which he says very Canadianly here. Um, awesome. Which we very uh, formal for Sammy here too. He's got his. Uh, he's got the little. I call it a caddy hat. I don't know what you're supposed to call that. I don't know. That's what they call it. Like whatever that little style hat is and like his blazer kind of like 
Yes, the newsy hat. So he's got that in his blazer here. So um, I don't know, but just a pretty basic like reestablishing promo for his return from Abu Dhabi for his uh, soul searching here. And I guess they're trying to make him seem a little edgy because he said ass. So uh, were you were you buying this, Jenny? This same return? It was all right. He he seems to be missing a little bit of something, which is mm-hmm. you know good considering he got his ass kicked. So. Um, it looks like he's just starting back over again. Once again, Sami Zayn is mm-hmm. on the hunt mm-hmm. and needing revenge because he got fucked over, like, again. So, it's fine. Yeah, didn't For we sure. kind of already tell this story? We did. And, like, and we literally already, just finished it. Yeah, and we've also already done Sammy chasing a title. Like, right. see the entire last year of this promotion. Um and he only had the title for a cup of coffee. So you're thinking maybe not the best idea, maybe not the best decision to take it off him as quickly as they did. I mean, as hard as that put over KO, it kind of didn't do Sammy any favors at the same time. So, yeah, I'm a little mixed on this. It's good to have him back, but um, not a lot of substance to this, to this thing. Mm-hmm. He's, he, like, alludes to this whole, like, oh, I had a lot of time to, to think while I was convalescing and abu dhabi or whatever <laughs> and i, I came up with a plan and it's like oh okay he's got this secret plan this this secret evil plan now and all he says is i'm gonna exercise my rematch clause <laughs> and i'm gonna regain the nxt championship and i'm gonna kick kevin owens ass it's like really that's it you, you like, really needed all that time to come up with that's a very basic plan sammy that's like i kind of like of yeah that for you, sir yeah, right. You, you, that's about as elementary as it gets here, dude. Uh, right on. Actually, we were doing other mm-hmm. shit in Abu Dhabi. Perhaps so. Perhaps so. Yeah, I feel like they're trying to like make it seem new because he's got like an edge, but I don't know if I'm really buying his edge yet. It's, mm, yeah. They're trying to make him seem like it, but yeah, I kind of agree. He could have used a like a Neville style like babyface run. I think would have helped him out, but. So, but anyway, he's back. All right, so we go to our first match, which is going to be uh, Rhino, who has recently come to NXT against uh, who they only refer to as his opponent. They do not give this person <laughs> a name. Local and, competitor uh, returns. Yes. Yes. And so, my only note after this is uh, Gore, and then it's done. He just gores, you know, quote his yep. opponent and wins. Uh, super squash in the most literal sense. Uh, I don't know. I didn't even rate this. It's just a good old NXT squash. One move squash. I, mean, I, I honestly, I, I usually give these. My rule is like I give a squash at least a half a star. And I didn't even do that for the. I just, I'm sort of where Jenny is with these types of matches now where it's come on, like give me anything. And it's just, no, dud. That's it. I'm sorry. I like Rhino, but. Mm-hmm. Have him fuck this guy up a little bit, right? Like, yeah. give us some violence and just it's just a waste of time. Sucked. Right. I guess they're trying to put over the gore thing. Gore, gore, like um, right. Which you don't. But we've seen this like over exactly. and over again, yeah. especially in NXT. Yeah, if anybody like, doesn't need their finish put over, it's Rhino. I'm pretty for, yeah. sure if you know nothing right. about Rhino, you know gore. Right. Like, right. so it's yeah. like. I understand this is developmental, but not everybody has to have 
this endemic at one point in developmental is not like mm. like right. what's this week? I don't know. We don't have to put everybody through that same machine. Word. Right, that's what I mean. Like yeah. just think one more step beyond this, maybe. Right. He tells also, us that he's at come this here. Point, to, I'm, no, ahead, I'm sorry not to not to body shame the guy. I mean, Rana Rhino is is pretty well preserved for a guy who has had the career that he's had. Um, he, he looks practically ageless, but his body has done this weird thing where he sort of, um, I don't know. He kind of looks like, uh, as as my stepdad would put it, a pregnant roller skate. Um, <laughs> He's just gotten almost as wide as he is tall now. It's it's very strange. Oh, um, like a chode. He's like a, a human chode. chode. A, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Again, not trying to be chode, rude. Chode. Body, Ron chode. 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 Yeah. But listen, I, I love Ryan. How, how I just, dare you comment on anybody's body? Well, you know. Well, he's come here to make a statement, and he's here for the NXT Championship. So, seems unlikely, but um, I guess we'll see. If the gore is enough to get Rhino to the top here in NXT, Rhino in 2015 is NXT Champion. I guess we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah. All right. All right. We move on to a uh, Dana Brooke vignette here as we see her working out. And uh, the only thing I really got out of this is that, I don't know, her gimmick is that she has a rock and bod, and her tagline is, what you see is what you get. Uh, I don't know. Did y'all get much more of this? I don't know. I feel like our gimmick is that she works out. I don't know. Right. Yep. I mean, <laughs> at a minimum, I would expect that. Um, you know, <laughs> most of this roster does. Like, yep, seems pretty important. Um, I've never You're a wrestler who works Dana out. Brooke. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have never understood her like gimmick, her character, her. I, I just. For somebody who is about to debut and is going to be around for as long as she is, I've just never understood what's going on there. Yeah, it's well, good like thing we have this podcast so we get and... to really understand it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I guess she's a bodybuilder, but they don't really make it seem like she's like really like that strong. It's just like she's in really good shape. Not like a yeah, exactly. Just yeah. I don't, I it would don't. be one thing if she looked like China, right? If she had an, an right. incredibly, uh, like, just unbelievable physique, but she looks like a very fit lady who um, <laughs> works out a lot. So, all what right, good time. What you get, what you see is what you get, and that's all I saw is like her working out. So, all, all right. right, moving on. All right, we see some footage of Kevin Owens after the Finn match. He's uh, sitting in the corner muttering about how no one's going to take his uh, title, which I thought this was okay because at least it's like a little bit different. It wasn't just like a normal backstage interview. Uh, you know, KO is pretty good at this stuff. Like, I think it's yeah. more interesting than most of the NXT interviews we see. Makes him look, I guess, kind of menacing and like obsessed about the title. So I liked it in that sense. But just, yeah, just to remind us about KO, who we're not going to see a whole lot. On these, on the set. Maybe he would have been more menacing if he wasn't splayed completely with his legs open and his knees up, like he was about (laughs) to get a rectal exam. I'm like, what is with this angle? Why did they let him do that? Kevin Owens invented man spreading. Man spreading. (laughs) That's the word I was trying to come up with. In this, in this little promo, this is this is where it came from. Um. 
I guess, yeah, I, I see your point, Jake. It, um, it gives us a, just a little something to the character. And I will say that at this stage in the episode, they've done a hell of a job of putting over the NXT championship, if nothing else. We know that uh, Sammy wants it real bad. Uh, Rhino put everybody on notice. And the current champion, Kevin Owens, is obsessed with keeping it. So, all right. Nicely done there. We, uh, in about 20 minutes, have established how important this championship is to these guys. So, I guess I can't knock them for that. Yeah. I will say I do prefer the, like, passive-aggressive, like, dickhead Kevin Owens promos, though. If I were to pick (laughs) this or that, I definitely prefer his normal promo style to this. But I guess they were trying to change it up. So... There's a word from our champ, and then we will go to uh, our first, um, what is advertised as a real match between two competitors with names, mm. and that is going to be Emma versus Bailey. Of course, they've had a little uh, ongoing issue as Emma has kind of been semi trying to give Bailey advice, uh, maybe uh, antagonizing her. She's been, but here's the thing: so she's been telling Bailey like, "You're too corny. Why are you doing all this?" But then she comes out and she's still doing the same corny shit with the bubbles. Like, so it doesn't make any sense. Like but she's, she's not uh, selling it. She's like totally mm. sarcastically doing it. Like that's what I I love about Emma because like you can tell on her face and the way she's doing. It. Like okay, she's very she's very disinterested in her uh, own gimmick. The way she gets in the ring is so fucking awkward and dumb. Like oh, what's well, she didn't even complete the. Uh, she would remember she used to like do that skin the cat move, like you said. It looked yeah. very awkward and dumb. But she would at least go over the top rope when she did it. And she doesn't even bother to do that no, when she, she comes out here. She she yeah. starts to and then says, eh, fuck it, and rolls under the bottom rope. Well, she's so. supposed to be like healed here, so she was probably she yeah, was trying I'm to not get the uh, – she didn't want to get the massive uh, face pop that she normally gets right. when she does the bubbles, That's, right? So she wanted well, to yeah, – True, she, yeah. yeah she would have toned it down. She didn't want to blow the roof off the joint like she normally does when she does the bubbles <laughs> and the stabs. Um, well, I, I like very uh, jaded, um, <laughs> disaffected Emma yeah, here. This is did. this is funny. It popped me. She starts with some mind games, which means she doesn't do a whole lot. Kind of slow <laughs> start. I'd like. I was very confused through most of this match. Like in the beginning, it's like I feel like they were trying to like get across that Emma's. Like I think they wanted to get across as she's trying to get to Bailey's like dark side or whatever her aggressive side, but it just came off as kind of awkward. Like, because I didn't feel like Emma was being like super aggressive or anything. She was kind of mm-hmm. slow and methodical, like kind of hitting her every now and then, but wasn't particularly brutal. She hits the. Uh, I don't know if they had said this before, but the Emma might sandwich. Is there yeah. Running? Yeah. Yep. I don't. That running yeah, splash in the corner. Yeah. Yes. Um, but after that, because Bailey it, just, it, it conjures huh? images of Vegemite, you see, because she's right. all yes. brilliant. Yes, right. but, it, but it's uh, not Vegemite, it's Emma-mite, Jake. Emma-mite. Right. Not a sweaty pun at all. It just goes <laughs> close for well. Um, Very organic. But, so after all this, like, kind of methodical beatdown deal, Bailey just kind of rolls her up at the end and went. So, I don't know. I didn't even know how to rate this. Like, I didn't know what to think of it. Because, like, it doesn't really, like, there's no Bailey really getting aggressive here. She wins with a roll-up. Um, like, I know what they were going for, but I don't think it came across at all. I, d- I don't know. I didn't even rate this because I was just confused. <laughs> Enlighten me. Just in a row. Yeah, like, I just didn't know. what like, I got what they were going for, but it just, 
like kind of awkward. Like, I don't think, like, I don't feel like Emma got across that in the match and then Bailey didn't do a whole, she just seemed like normal Bailey. Like, I don't think we developed much here. Uh, am I missing something? Well, I think this crack announce team was just as confused <laughs> as you were because they had no idea how to call this match either. Yeah. Is there a developmental for the announce team that maybe, oh, I guess this yeah. would be it. I don't know because they're terrible. And because part of their but, job is to, to help us with this, right? When something right. is not abundantly clear because mm-hmm. I don't know, the intricacies of the storyline are just too subtle they can kind of nudge us along the way, right, without beating us over the head with what the idea is supposed to be. Um, sometimes that stories, storylines, or, or character changes start off that way, where you're not exactly sure what, where it's going, but you get a sense of it from what the commentators will tell you, because again, that's their job, well, and they seem in, to be as clueless case, as we are. Yeah, uh, Emma might be a little. Not so because they say she's a few fry short of a happy meal. Um, so you said I guess Emma might. I don't know if that's intentional. Know. It was. Did it on purpose? But I mean, if you put it all together, like with the like real dumb passive aggressive intro and a real sarcastically worked match, I kind of liked it for that. Um, because it's very different, you know, and our women's division needs bodies for our yeah. four first women to beat up. So she's useful in that regard and she's different, you know, from other things that we've seen. It's just different. And at this point, in NXT, I'm all right with a little bit different weird stuff and let's see what we got going. Um, but Bailey carries the match, but Emma. I mean, she's athletic and she looks good, so I don't, I don't know. I didn't hate it, and I gave it one star. Yeah, um, pretty similar. I, I like the character change, but I don't know that I really like the way her uh, like disinterest in her gimmick, <laughs> if the, if that's supposed to be the idea has translated to, like, disinterest in the match itself. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, even if even if that is intentional, it doesn't make for a very good match to watch, right? Um, it's, a, it's very, like, going through the motions as far as Emma and, and her offense. Um, I even call it apathy-based offense. Um, <laughs> PTB, NXT. <laughs> Um, there's just, there's not a lot to this. It's a very low energy match. Um, and then never gets, I mean, talk about getting out of second gear. It, it, it barely, you know, gets out of the driveway, um, (laughs) before Emma just ends it. Right. And, or or Bailey just ends it, I should say. And there's this weird moment after the match where Emma looks, I don't know if, disappointed is even the term she she appears to be battling clinical depression um which again same bitch yeah it's just a shoot there was no character change she just came she's going what have i done with my life yeah um so what are we doing are we telling the story of someone who is a professional wrestler who has made it in a sense but is now going 
This kind of actually really sucks. Um, He's the best wrestler of all time, if that is the case. Yes. (laughs) Um, All that that said, I I also just gave it a star. I wasn't really sure what to do with it, so that's Mm -hmm. that's where I landed. But, like, there's potential here, but I don't know if the potential is for, like, great wrestling matches. Right, right, yeah. Which is okay, too, I guess. Which is okay, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like they're probably not going to go super far with Emma, and she's really just a really just a tool to do whatever they are trying to build Bailey. And I felt like coming out of this, like what we said, like the Emma stuff is interesting, but I don't really know if anything really, like I don't know if it really did anything for Bailey coming out of this. It was just kind of yeah. like, well, Emma's <laughs> weird now <laughs> and no. depressed. Yeah. We got her it depressed. Just gives revenge. Her weird on TV. Yeah. Like whatever. All right, so we go to Becky Lynch. She wants to address the NXT universe. She's pissed because everyone gets an opportunity but her. Uh, Sasha Sasha is even as good as her. And, uh, yeah, pretty fired up here. I thought Becky was pretty good here. Um, she, she's come a very long way since the awkward uh, Irish yeah. last deal that we started with. So I kind of like this. Kind of making her a little bit of a tweener, I think, here. Not fully heel as now she's kind of turned on Sasha. Like, I don't think we're really supposed to root for her. But she's somewhere in this, like, in between of like the pure baby face Bailey and uh you know Sasha the heel champion. So uh, those are pretty good promo delivery too. She didn't come off as uh, awkward as some of these promos we get or like as rehearsed I think as we get as a lot of these. So I thought it was pretty good. Uh Jenny. I would agree with all that. Um shades of the man in there, you know, like when you look back at old, you know, Steve Austin shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I could see him coming up with some cold. But like you know, she looks great, and it's a little bit of an attitudinal character. Um, somebody different in the in the four leaders of the women's division. Um, just kind of another another girl, you know, to to cheer for another Spice Girl variant <laughs> in, in wrestling. <laughs> spice Girl variant. It's like sporty Spice. Brutal. So. Well, yeah, I was gonna say. Remember when Becky was. Uh, a river dancing Irish caricature <laughs> right. uh, dressed in hotel room bedding. Like that's how we were introduced to her. Um, so yeah, this is growth uh, compared to that. Um, she's still lagging behind some of the other uh, wrestlers. She tends to be associated with at this, at this stage, but look, somebody has got to bring up the rear. So she'll sure get there. Do. All right. All right. We head to our next match. We have uh, our pals Wes and Bud. They're going to be facing the Lucha Dragons. <laughs> mm. um, the Dragons have been messing around on the uh, main roster sea uh, shows, we're told by our announced team. Uh, the Dragons get the early advantage. Sinkara dies. Kalista with a nice little moonsault to the outside. But uh, this is the point where I really, I mean, it had been happening all episode, but I'm like, okay, maybe this match will be, get the crowd to wake up. But the crowd was still completely silent on this episode, like weirdly, like it almost seemed like they de-sweetened the crowd. Like there was no noise, but. Uh, they soured the crowd. Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> <laughs> we get down to some more controlled headlocks and grounded offerings from Wes oh. and Bud. Very long headlock. This is going to be a trend that we're going to go through on these episodes. Like. There must have been like a, a headlock class this week or something because like there are so many long headlocks on these shows. But 
the Dragons finally pick it up with the hot tag stuff. But uh, overall, it does a kind of a flat match. Uh, they do uh, Wesson Bud hit the suplex to the Frog Splash to win it. But uh, I was a little disappointed for these two teams, both teams I like. But um, I think it's a weird, like, it was like Wesson Bud, now that they've been more heelish, doing the Carmella stuff, antagonizing Enzo and Cass, and being a little more cocky. Like, they've kind of, in ring, gone to more like a grinding heel team. And I don't know if it really fits them as wrestlers. I still had two stars on it, but I it was kind of disappointing. I felt like the whole match was a little flat. The crowd making zero noise did not help. It felt like a fucking COVID empty arena match when they were doing this. So <laughs> that didn't help things. Uh, what'd you think, Tom? Uh, largely the same. Um, I, I thought that of the... So they stressed that this is the uh, third match between these teams. Uh so, compared to some of their earlier outings, not that any of them are very memorable, unfortunately, I thought that maybe this was a slightly better showcase for the Dragons, who were able to kind of do their flippy dude thing that we want to see from them, and there's some neat high spots in there, and it's it's the stuff that they excel at, and they're, they're allowed to cut loose here in this, I mean, it's a very short match, um... But still, I mean, it gives us a little bit of a little bit of a display for these guys. Um, and I don't really mind the grinding heel offense from the champions so much. I, I think it does kind of suit them, but it also does go on a little long. Um, but yeah, mostly I, you know, I, I thought that this was a little flat outside of some hope spots from uh, the Lucha Dragons. Um, until that finish where, you know, Wes and Bud get the advantage. They, they nail the guy on the outside and then hit their finish, which I do really like that finish, that double team, uh, running vertical suplay, uh, kind of like a running pile driver, <laughs> right, Jenny? Oh, I, I want that. more, I want to run, I want to run with more, more moves here. I just want to do a running, running neck breaker, you know, mm-hmm. running, running uh, DDT. Yeah, running DDT, a running armbar. Um, anyway, uh, just yeah, just run before or during a move, and it's so much more devastating. Um, and the tradition of the running power slam, which is take a few steps and you know a guy is yeah. destroyed, as opposed to just you know a stationary mm-hmm. power slam. It's basic physics, really. I mean, uh, yeah, it is. yeah, obviously. Um, all that is to say, I thought it was good enough for two and a quarter stars. Look at me being so generous. You are being generous. Um, I like that finish as well. And I also didn't mind the grinding part because we got a lot of cool Lucha stuff. Not a lot, but we got a decent amount of cool Lucha stuff, which was good to see because like you said, the dragons I thought had been pretty sloppy in their last couple of matches. Mm -hmm. Also, I forgot that Wes and Bud were the tag champs. So Always a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> I did as um, well. <laughs> but it was a fine little TV tag match. I mean, nothing to write home about. So I did the two stars. All right. So a gentlemanly two, two and a yes. quarter in Tim's case from us. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, we had the Rhino. He's responding to Sammy. He doesn't care about Sammy's bullshit. He says the line starts behind me for the uh, NXT title. So Rhino just <laughs> pushing himself to how he beats one jobber, and now he wants a title shot. Uh, one unnamed local talent, and he wants a title shot. He doesn't give a shit about Sammy and his Abu Dhabi bullshit. So <laughs> Rhino's not all right, all right, and then we, so. well, then we go to our, our next match, which is going to be a monumental clash here between a personal conflict that has been brewing for for days, guys, uh, and that's going to be Ty, Ty Dillinger versus Jason Jordan, former tag partners, now bitter enemies. Uh, what happened, Jason? you guys? Threesome gone wrong. <laughs> uh, what did happen? I don't remember. Uh, I think they. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, I Ty, know. all right. Let the professionals handle it. Uh, right. Ty yeah. Dillinger walked out on his partner, Jason Jordan, in their last tag team match. That's what happened, you guys. That's oh, why that's this is right. such an epic an epic clash between that's right. um, former How former could I forget pros. such a novel and original way of breaking up a tag team? I know. Team? Jesus. <laughs> Jason Jordan's pretty swole, though. He's, uh, he's he been is in the gym. fucking swole. He I is huge. He took a lot of pre before the match. <laughs> he's all breed up. Stair stepped right up to heaven. <laughs> breed out. <laughs> Stair stepped to heaven. <laughs> That's his interest music. <laughs> um, Headlock City again, though. They, I'm telling Ugh. you, they must, it must have been in the curriculum this yep. week because there's a. Real long headlock sequence. Definitely Jason Jordan getting a little more shine in this match. Uh, pretty basic stuff between these two. And then Jason Jordan wins with like a uh, like a pump handle back suplex really put over his uh, his amateur background. But uh, a real, definitely didn't come off as like two former partners, like a blood feud or anything when they're mm. doing a 10-minute headlock. I, I want a star and a half, Jenny. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Exasperated sigh. <laughs> Never a good sigh. Historically, I've not been a Jason Jordan fan. Historically, uh, no. <laughs> LVP. His body is banging though in this match, so I sit up a little bit further in my chair. Like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, not that he wasn't always cut, but I don't, even the even the commentators um, beat us over the head with the fact. That he looks huge. Um, yeah, I mean, other than just that, it, it was kind of like the Bailey and Emma match. Like, heatless, pointless. But, you know, somebody got to win this shit so we can move on with some stories, I guess. We need matches and stories to fill TV. And that's what I think of when I think of NXT now. And I've never think about that when wrestling ever. Like, I'm like, I'm like the feelings person in wrestling. I'm not like the, we got to book this for fucking Joe's person. I'm not the booker. I'm not that fan. I'm the feelings fan. But when I watch this show, I'm just like, whatever. I become a booker somehow. We writers. Yeah, so I don't know why. <laughs> well, as, I mean, this is, what, again, one of those shows that, once again, threatens the very concept that this series even has writers. Um, yes. I just, it, it has a booker, you're right. Um, somebody's got to lay it out. Somebody's got to format the show. But I, I, I challenge you 
to tell me who sat down and and scripted this show, right? Who wrote <laughs> it? Who wrote right. for these characters? You know, I just I I can't see it. I'm sorry. No. So anyway, I, I I had that little thing um, for to say I gave it a star for Jason Gordon's <laughs> hot pod. Um. All right. So we get a, a thirst boost. I I think that's. Yep. That's fair. For somebody I hate, a, you know, that's kind of a big deal. Historically, yep. Um, I, I think that's more than fair on your part, actually. Okay. Um, dreams come true. Wow. Um, what a payoff here to this uh, epic feud. Um, I just, I, this would have had to just super over-deliver in order to overcome my preconceived uh, complete apathy. <laughs> Unfortunately, it does not. Um, it is a just lousy match with a shit finish. There's no emotional investment, as you said, Jenny. A real threadbare story. Again, who's writing this? Uh, this is about as lame as it gets to me. I I gave it a, a gentleman's three-quarter of a star. <laughs> I, just, I can't believe I you even not. did that. I know. I I was like, mm, it's not a dud, but I don't even want to give it a whole star. So where do we land here? And yeah, good old point seven five there on the nice. star meter. All right. Mm. Okay. Well, All right. So we're. Uh, we've been. <laughs> I think we've been generous and having fun. Yes. But coming up with the main event here and forward. There's probably going to be some angry remarks. There's going to be some problems. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have some real problems with some of this. I like the disclaimer. It's like, all right, if you love NXT, (laughs) turn this shit off now. (laughs) Because they're going scorched her. I'm I'm maybe overstepped. Um, well, let's see. So our main event is going to be Breeze and Atami. So we get a, a recap of their entire saga, which I, if I remember, it's probably Breeze calling them ugly and <laughs> something like that. And then uh, we go, and it's going to be a two out of three falls match uh, for some reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we, we start off, uh, Atami fires up in the corner with a hesitation drop kick, quarter drop kick. Atami does a lot of kicks, shotgun kick for a quick first fall. Uh, but again, the crowd, even for this hot kind of... Uh, I guess a little bit of a swerve to start, like, because you're thinking they're going to feel each other out. Dude, the first fall is going to go, like, I don't know, at least five minutes or so. So they kind of do this whole hot opening segment. But, again, the crowd does not give a single shit. Like, no pop for the the pen. Um, but Breeze, being the crafty man he is, he kind of takes advantage of the respite period, um, holds the ref in front of him until finally just throws the ref out the way uh, and hits his uh, beauty shot for a quick second fall. So he quickly tied this up within about... I don't know, two minutes of the match, which I don't, what did y'all think of this? I kind of liked it as like a, a, and especially knowing like, I didn't want this to go like 30 minutes necessarily. Yes. Like I kind of like this little swerve of doing the first two falls really quickly. Now I think it presents some issues as we get into the third fall of like, it just kind of ends up being the third fall just feels like a normal match at that point, but I didn't mind the first two. Jenny, you agree? I mean, that's where I was, considering, you know, how I feel about a Tommy. It went about as well as I thought it could for him, and Tyler, too. So, like, 
it's kind of like boom, boom, get your shit in. Okay, reset. And now the match starts, which is fine. I, on the other hand, um, <laughs> I, I uh, look, um, listen, I, in a two or three falls match, it these things happen, right? Sometimes you get that fluke finish early. A guy, you know, gives or a guy gives up a fall, whatever. Um, these things happen, and it's like, all right, fine. Um, but to have it like twice in a row where it's, I mean, and we don't have a lot of time left in the show as it is to do this two or three falls match. So you're already sort of cognizant of that as you're watching it. So I just found those first two falls with those flash finishes to be incredibly unconvincing. It, it just made me feel like I was watching a fake fight that has to be conscious of the clock. But it also has to go three falls because that's the stupid stip that they slapped on it. And I'm like, this is not wrestling. This is this just feels completely manufactured to me. I think the only thing that really saved that second one, the first Tyler pin, is because he did some character shit. Like, he was, mm-hmm. you know playing possum he was messing with the ref and then quick beauty shot to like say you know i don't know it was a little bit different it wasn't like it wasn't like normal i don't know i like it in theory you know and i think if this had been like an iron man match let's let's say um where you there's a little at least some distance between the two really quick falls mm-hmm. I, I could be a little bit more lenient in terms of just being able to suspend my disbelief, right? Because you've got to have creative finishes when you go many multiple falls in a match. But just, I mean, this is just a two out of three falls. I don't know why it even exists other than, I mean, it makes sense to do this stipulation for, for two guys who have been feuding and sort of trading wins as they have. But when they have so little time left in the show, maybe don't do it here or, or give it some more breathing room. So, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I Maybe I was already kind of done with this episode once the, once this <laughs> match got out here, but um, it just, it, it put a bad taste in mouth. Well, I'm sure you woke up when Breeze locked in a headlock to uh, oh, start yeah. our final yeah. match as we start into a more traditional match format here. Mm-hmm. Breeze kind of takes over after he took the second fall. Atami recovers and, of course, starts with his kicks. We get the corner knee, uh, guillotine DDT. So um, I thought there was a, little ni- a nice little sequence there by Atami. Uh, kind of botchy cradle attempt they do right here. Um, I did like that. So this kind of goes with like what Tim's saying. So because it's a two out of three falls and this is what you're supposed to do in these matches because they're typically long. So you have to like sell the exhaustion when you get to the third fall, Mm -hmm. but they're like selling it like it's a two out of three falls that's been going on for 20 something minutes and the match Mm -hmm. has been going on for like four minutes. So I thought (laughs) that was kind of silly. Like look at them. uh, They're they're giving it all like guys have been there for like, I don't know, 200 seconds. Uh, supermodel kick doesn't do it. Uh, Corey says Tyler plans to annex Japan to Cuteville, which uh, Rich absolutely no sells, gives him nothing for that line. Uh, they're both selling like kind of punch drunk, uh, exchanging strikes. They both miss uh, their respective finishers, and then Atami gets the corner drop kick, but Breeze shoots him back off the ropes and hits the beauty uh, the beauty shot to pick up the win in the decisive fall. Uh, 
So I don't know. I thought it was a little sloppy at times. Like I said, the, the cradles bought you, but um, given that I didn't, I didn't hate the, the start. I at least thought it was kind of novel. I ended up going like a, uh, I guess slightly more gentlemanly two and a half. Um, Cause I kind of thought like I liked the beginning part and then the match was sort of just like an okay match. Once I got down to the third fall, like I thought the offense looked pretty decent throughout this. The exhaustion stuff was a little goofy, but otherwise um, I thought it was a good old, like two and a half, uh, two and a half stars for me, uh, Tim. Um, <laughs> yeah. So going Negative. into that third, so I, I already didn't like how they got to the third fall. Right. And then, as you said, Jake, they sort of now they're going for this forced epic sort of feel, which is incredibly unearned how they've gotten here. Uh, and even when they go for something cool, like a I think it's a, a fisherman suplex that Itami is attempting at one point. I, I guess that's where Breeze was going to transition into like an inside cradle. And as you said, they totally botched it. So. All right, not a good look there. Um, and then they go into this like exchange of, of near falls. Um, it's like, what do we do? You think like they think they're doing like RVD and, and Jerry Lynn from 1999, and it's so not that. Um, so it just it, it's not clicking on any level. I, I like that. Breeze ultimately wins it just because I like Tyler Breeze, but I hated this match. I really did. Um, all I, I, I gave it a, a star and a half. I just thought this was trash. It, you know, both of them are capable of much better. And I thought they were really handicapped by the stipulation, um, the lack of time. And yet they still tried to like cram this down our throats as some kind of classic. And it, it was such bullshit. I hated this match. Yeah, I, I hate a Tommy, so well <laughs> <laughs> the rest of these fucking shows are torture for me because like a Tommy porn for whatever reason out of nowhere. So I just don't I don't think his strikes look good. I I I just don't really mm. buy what he does in the ring. Like Tyler's better than this, but I don't know about a Tommy. Like I bit on the supermodel kick. And but then after that didn't get it, I was like very fearful that Tommy was gonna win the match. So I started like disassociating. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Nope, nope. And then I was shocked when Tyler won. Um, I don't know. I, I did two and a half as well. I guess. Right. I don't yeah, know. two and. Two and a half. I, 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 <laughs> it, like, I don't know. Somewhere between dud and two and a half. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> kind of sums up the episode. I love it. So I thought he was going to win, and, and he didn't even win, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just can't win. Right. I also don't yeah. understand. Uh, I don't understand why Tommy didn't go over, given. That's what what's going to happen in our next episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I would have preferred that. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand the booking, you know, again, yeah. who, who booked this crap. It's, it's jarring. Yeah. Very jarring from what we're, for what we're going to see next. Uh, it seems like it's, it's like, you feel like you're watching this out of order. Yeah. Or something. Well, I don't that's going to be an issue. Too. <laughs> right. Um, 
But yeah, that's how we end this episode. Very flat episode. I ended up going four out of ten on it, which may even be generous. I thought the main event was, you know, whatever. And I was probably mm-hmm. the highest on it. And the rest of this, I mean, we didn't get a whole lot. We didn't get a ton from our main event players necessarily. Um, not a lot from the women either. I mean, we had Becky on here and we had the Bailey thing, but yeah, a lot of a lot of people missing that I think could have helped us. But four out of ten, definitely below average for me. Yeah, I did three and a half out of ten. Mm. I went three and thought that was generous. Mm. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great I mean, return, I'm, you guys. I'm tempted to drop mm. it to two and a half, but I guess yeah, well, I guess I'll abide by the peer pressure and keep my keep my three. Yeah. But this sucked. Yeah. Yeah, not great. The dead crowd didn't help anything either. But no. but they didn't get much. I mean, I don't blame them for being right. dead. All right, so we follow this up with the uh, the April 8th, 2015 episode. So this is going to be a bit of a, uh, I don't want to call it a concept episode. Oh, That's a little God. strong, but uh, a change for the norm because NXT is hanging out at WrestleMania for WrestleMania weekend. But uh, uh, Tim, could you tell us the timeline of this? Is this, uh, this episode I wish we're I watching? Could. Um, <laughs> so, all right, so I'll just say this off the top where they, you know, they show all the access stuff and, uh, it, yeah, it's clearly a change of pace. They talk about how they're in San Jose, um, WrestleMania weekend, and I'm looking at the date on this episode four, eight, and I'm like, well, I mean, I know WrestleMania, you know, is, is always in April at this point. It's in early April. The, the eighth still seems a little late to have not, you know, had WrestleMania yet, but it, clearly this is during like that week of WrestleMania, like they're going to do this show. They're, they're not doing takeovers WrestleMania weekend just yet, but obviously NXT is going to have a presence. And then like going into the, the, you know, the show takes place on Wednesdays, I I gather, or, you know, it airs on Wednesdays and then going into that weekend, I guess is WrestleMania, right? No folks. WrestleMania has already happened at the time that this episode airs. That was not at all clear to me until about three quarters of the way through where we get actual highlights from WrestleMania. Now, the issue with that is this is built around like a little tournament to determine the guy who is going to uh, be a participant in the Andre the Giant (laughs) Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania, which, if you're following along, has already happened. happened. So we already fucking know if we watched WrestleMania. Um, Now, all that to say, I had no recollection of who from NXT was in that Battle Royal, um, which is maybe an issue onto itself. Uh, They had very little presence during that event. And I do remember that WrestleMania pretty fondly. It's uh, WrestleMania play button. That's what people called it, right? Um, Yes. 31 uh, in the Bay Area. So kind of a fun outdoors WrestleMania. But yeah, this is all completely fucking pointless. Because if you're, you know, hopping your time machine back to 2015, if you're watching these shows as they happen... You have watched WrestleMania. You're coming off a WrestleMania weekend. That Wednesday rolls around and you're seeing, I don't know how they got there. And it's like, well, I already know the outcome of this tournament. I, you know, I fucking watched WrestleMania. So this is a huge, 
complete waste of time, basically. And I, I just... I almost petitioned for us to skip this episode, Jake. Oh, me um, too. But the <laughs> fact that I watched it and it made me so angry made me not like want to have to watch another episode. So it was kind of like, oh, let's just fucking power through it. But right. like, if I hadn't watched this and, and had some kind of disclaimer, hey, this one doesn't really even count, um, I would have been completely okay with that. But right. we all made the mistake of watching it, so we all have to cut it <laughs> now. And we're going to have to give it a grade, too. So, anyway, back to you. Right. So, this anyway, is... Anyway, back to you. It, it does make true. I think I another reason Skip would be... It shows, like... It shows what they view NXT as. Because it's, like, this right. big tournament that Shit. they're wrestling at Access in front of, like, 40 people... To determine who gets to be in the like, it's this big honor because like any goober that they have on the roster gets to be in yeah. the Andre. Like they literally gets just to have be to one of bodies. thirty peons in this stupid <laughs> yeah. uh, battle royal, which is the least interesting match right. on all of that WrestleMania card. So these guys are, like fighting their hearts out in this tournament to you know to For get nothing. into something that like the like dealish jamokes can get into because they just throw everybody out there. So that kind of makes it like you have to earn your spot on WrestleMania. It makes them seem like such peons. So right. that's not a good look either. Um, so we're at access here, which is a big, like if you think about peak, like the NXT takeover starting mania weekend, like it just shows you where they're at at this point that they're relegated to access. Um, but the, we don't get the first few, um, uh, parts of the tournament, they just kind of recap that, which was a bummer because one of the opening matches was like Neville versus Kalisto, which probably would have been fucking awesome, but we don't get that. Um, so we go straight to the semi and final round. So we'll go to the semis. Our first is going to be a Tommy, everyone's favorite. Uh, get used to him here, versus uh, someone who is legitimately one of our favorites, and that's Neville. And so we start off, um, I'm thinking this could be good because it's Neville. So we get some nice chain wrestling to start between these two. The crowd is actually into it, Tommy. I guess this is the mania crowd that are into their uh, Japanese wrestling and whatnot. Uh, Tommy does seem yeah, a little bit more. This is a very but, like polite and appreciative crowd, basically. Yes. Lots of um, clapping, lots of, oh, yeah, that's very good, you know. <laughs> I will say that Tommy seems a little more fired up than usual. I thought he had a little bit of extra spark in these. Like, he lays yes. in the chest kick. But it's also Neville is just so good at everything. I know. Like, it's selling. Um, Neville gains some momentum here. Uh, nice thud on the scoop slam, I thought, here when he lays that in. I like the momentum swings they did kind of back and forth. And, again, I think a lot of that is just Neville brings, like, such an intensi intensity and, like, legitimacy to these matches mm -hmm. that it helps. Like, I kind of like the pace that they were working. It felt very, like, house showish in a good way, like how they would kind of speed up and slow down. Atami gets a dragon sleeper. That kind of popped me a little bit. That was all right. Mm -hmm. A Tommy seems to be in control, but he runs into an absolutely nasty super kick from Neville, but mm. somehow kicks out, even though he looked like he got decapitated. The red yes. arrow misses, and, mm -hmm. uh, and a Tommy beats Neville with the uh, mm. corner drop kick and the uh, the running kick, as we said, which gives it, I believe, mathematically, um, it's like exponents. Like every step your move gets exponentially greater. So, and we are done. He beats Neville. Oh, yeah. So separating it from like obviously we would rather Neville go further, but for whatever reason they're using this as like this Atami springboard, this whole show. 
Um, I tried to separate from that. I think as a match, I enjoyed it pretty well just because, again, Neville's so good. And I think even Atami stepped his game up a little bit. So I went three and a quarter for the match, but it did seem very disingenuous to have. Like, it just felt like Neville was gearing up to win and then Atami just kind of wins because they want him to win here. Like, it didn't really feel like that's where it should have went, Jenny. I'm guessing you're not pleased with this uh, Atami upset. Uh, I was extremely displeased. That's the greatest NXT champion that we've had so far. And yeah. Neville, a past champion, was somebody who just lost to fucking Tyler Breeze on TV. <laughs> and and if if a Tommy has any spark, it's because he's in the ring with Neville. Um, I did note the fucking flying clothesline by a Tommy that did look good, but. Um, I was going to lose my shit if Neville was tapping to that sleeper hold. Uh, luckily, he did not do that. Um, and then he hits that super awesome kick right to a Tommy's face. And I said out loud, there you go, motherfucker. And then the red arrow misses. And then a Tommy wins. And then I almost quit the podcast. And then I gave it two stars. <laughs> Um, me too. Uh, what did you rate it, Jake? I, I don't think I got your, I went, I went three and a quarter. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I try to separate my personal free feelings from match itself and, and what they're trying to accomplish here. Um, but I love Neville so much, so that's difficult to do. Adrian Neville can just drag a good match out of somebody who is very mid and yep. Hideo Tommy should not be this mid wrestler here in WWE developmental, but for whatever reason, that's just sort of been his lot in life. It's just not working out, but Neville just pulls that, that good performance out of him. He just knows what a match needs intrinsically i think and he works this match as a kind of subtle heel um it's not over the top but he he just does that thing where you can tell he's locked in on just you know eyes on the prize he's going to win by any means necessary um but he's not totally cheating or anything he's definitely just being more of a prick which uh, i i I love to see i love when he Mm -hmm. he hits that gear right uh, it, it just really suits him. Um, and I like the back and forth nature of this match where nobody, no one person has any like extended advantage and it takes Neville essentially making a mistake, uh, missing that red arrow, which we hate to see, of course, here on PTV NXT. Nice. But, um, if, if that's how we're going to get to that, Atami win, then that's about the only way I'm going to buy it. It's <laughs> Neville slipping on a banana peel here. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a travesty of justice that, that Adrian Neville does not advance, that the travesty of justice that he's not main eventing WrestleMania today, but we've said this before. You're right. Um, anyway, I, ultimately, I gave it two and a half stars. I don't know. I, I just kind of sort of split the difference between you guys, I feel like, which feels appropriate. It, it didn't. Yeah. 
it didn't knock it didn't knock my socks off, but I, I thought it was a little bit better than um, what we have been seeing from Itami, and a little bit less what we've been seeing from Neville. Uh, but yeah, call it a wash, I guess. Fair enough. But uh, Itami uh, moves on. All right, so we'll keep chugging along to the tournament. Our next match is going to be Breeze versus uh, Finn Baller. Uh, Tyler taunts him uh, with the uh, resting on the ropes. Finn hits the floor. He does the same, kind of matching his taunt. Crowd's very in the Finn. They go back and forth for a little bit. And, of course, Tyler locks in a chin lock and starts running his mouth. Uh, nice kick by Finn uh, to Tyler while he's on the top rope. Breeze keeps getting in these kind of uh, counters to keep himself afloat. Like, you could tell, like, he's a little bit outclassed by Finn, but he's just crafty enough to keep it going. Finn fires back at him with the sling blade out of nowhere. Hits a running drop kick. Again, the running as momentum. Hits the coup de gras and picks up a pretty uh, definitive win for Finn here. So uh, I thought this was a uh, totally fine match. Definitely didn't hit like a next gear or anything. It felt like a semifinal of a tournament. They definitely wanted to put the shine on Finn. I think they accomplished that, in, uh, but nothing really too impressive. Two and a half for me, uh, Jenny. <laughs> Well, look, I was angry when I watched this, <laughs> and um, so I just said, bullshit, whatever, Blair Winkfest, it was fine. Commentary was, like, way over the top about how fucking great and legendary and massive the match mm. was. Like, they need to fucking calm down on commentary, because them putting over these fucking semifinal tournament matches at fucking access no calm down stop doing that they're they were acting like it was an instant classic it was agreed this annoying i gave it one star. <laughs> <laughs> um i have in my notes uh the first thing says i don't care i'm eating pizza um Beyond that, I yeah, it just it just doesn't really go anywhere. It, like, I just feel like we've seen this match a million times. Well, um, we knew Finn was gonna win. There's no way. Well, I mean, there was some fear. There was actually some fear in my heart that Breeze was gonna win this, and the the finals was like, oh, the epic rematch between Tommy oh and Breeze <laughs> after they've had a three million- out of five falls. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> oh, let's go to a best of seven now. Like, you know, like. Um, I, I definitely had some, some trepidation there, but, uh, no, I mean, at least it has the right finish. There's just nothing, there's nothing really to see. Like the only notable, I don't know, visually impressive spot from the match was Finn hits that coup de gras from like right. across the ring. Like I, I thought, damn, like Breeze is kind of far away for him to hit that finish. So I'm thinking maybe he's going to miss or, or this is not going to be the finish, but no, he, he actually clears it. He clears the distance and, uh, that looked pretty, pretty cool. And I, I'm not usually wowed by that move. I think it's kind of stupid, but mm-hmm. whatever, um, right decision. Finn goes over. I, I don't know. I gave it two and a quarter, which seems nice. slightly generous, but fine. Uh, all right, we go to Dana Brooke, who tells us, you know, it's not her fault. She can't help it that she's so fucking hot. 
and has such a sick body and it's so amazing. So (laughs) (laughs) modest too. Yeah, just deal with it, okay? It's a lot for fitness model. Shit. What you what you see is what you get, okay? Um, we think what is she training <laughs> for? You know, you know that saying, like when people are are uh, they just exercise constantly. What what are you doing? I'm training. I, I had my my personal trainer was here. What are you training for? Training life. Training for yeah. life. Hop, to take hot. She just picks. seems like one of those. She's she's forever training for for the. I don't know for something that's never going to happen. It's good. <laughs> I'm not or or the the uh, <laughs> what was the. Uh, it was um, uh, was it from Eastbound and Down, or was it no? It was a commercial for some product or something with uh, uh, Kenny Powers, and he's like, "I'm not trying to be the best at exercising." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> That's what Dana Brooks trying to do. Yeah, yep. she's trying to be the best at she's exercising. Best. All right, which is what you get. All right, we get a uh, we get a package on the NXT event, which seems much more legit than this access thing at San Jose State. Uh, and we see that the future is now, and we get a uh, Sammy even drops a little place to be, and we'll drop in there. So mm-hmm. there you go. So just a little height from I guess it was like a house show type of deal. Um, but after that, we go straight into our main event, which is going to be the final of this tournament, which is going to be Finn versus Atami. The uh, the former partners uh, facing off again. Um, they do like eighteen standing switches to start like armbar deals to start this off. Uh, they really are kicking the piss out of each other. I thought that was uh, pretty good. They usually do when these two guys are in there. Uh, things pick up a little bit. Atami gets a little flurry, a top rope clothesline, a um, little strike war with the forearms. Uh, a lot of shine for Atami on this. You kind of can see where this is going. Uh, it looks like he maybe has Finn's number, but again, just like in the last match, we get the sling blade out of nowhere. Finn goes up for the coup de gras. Atombe counters, goes for the GTS, doesn't hit it. He works into the running kick, as Rich calls it. Um, uh, sadly, uh, winning this probably means they think less of you for Atombe because, uh, <laughs> like, they <laughs> want to, like... Like you know, like it mean like they're not gonna have Finn win this to go job in the to get eliminated mm-hmm. by Big Show and the fucking Andre because they have bigger plans for him. So Finn's yeah. gonna lose this, so they have to do it. So it's like a weird thing where he's being he's losing to be protected. Uh, so he's not a goober in this battle royal, and so Atami ends up winning it with the GTS. Which, um, for me, Tim, that's the move that I always think kind of sucks. Like I don't know that move is never, especially because the people like CM Punk, Atami, these are not dudes with like. <laughs> gigantic right. legs or knees i don't know but i think like you guys said the biggest thing that stood out to me as we're kind of wrapping up this tournament i mean i went like two and a half on the match again i feel like most of these matches besides the one that got the novel bump were kind of just middling to me uh but it's just a lame reward like can we really get that excited like finally he's triumphed so he can go in the andre memorial battle royal to be with like i don't Maybe know just like another guy yeah. like with Titus and shit <laughs> running out with no entrance music. Mm-hmm. Like at least maybe if it was like for like a real match on WrestleMania, like the opener or anything, maybe it would be a little more prestigious, but, and like, obviously I don't care that much or they would have put like the prime NXT people in like Finn or Sammy or something. So it's like a weird, it's like a consolation prize for how shitty his run has been since he's debuted. So yeah. Well, and I mean, me. if the idea, yeah. And I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. 
but to just to jump off that point, if the idea is to get more eyes on NXT coming out of this, I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, it would do Finn a disservice, like you said, just get unceremoniously thrown out by Big Show. But at the same time, it's Finn Balor. Isn't he going to strike like yeah. a cooler visual at least? I'm not yeah. saying like, I don't know how the demon entrance would really play on, you know, like an outdoor <laughs> a stadium in the middle of the day. Crawls down that whole gigantic ramp. Like, there's ways you can do it. Like, they could have figured something out just to have like more of a showcase where, uh, you know, this, this is a guy you can see in NXT. This is some of the, you know, this is an example of, of what you're missing by not watching NXT and, and just have like a, at least a cool entrance or, or a cooler character than a, a Hideo Itami, even if it is just to make it an appearance in this stupid ass battle Royal. But I mean, there's no way anybody watches that and goes, Oh wow, Hideo Tommy, I've got to start watching NXT, right? Let's just I mean, there's no point to it. And yeah, he's just he just walks through the ring like uh with a parade of 30 guys um and literally does get thrown out by Big Show. <laughs> it is exactly like what you said. It's not just you know, that's not us being hyperbolic, right? That's that's what happens. Um, and he just looks like shit. So for all this talk of, oh, you know, NXT is, is a legitimate third brand now, you know, it, it's not just developmental. It's no, it's, you can tell where they are in the pecking order. So as far as it seems like we've come here in NXT on our journey on this podcast, it is still just regarded as far, far, far beneath the main rosters. Um, and speaking of main rosters, um, if you couldn't tell, this show has made me main roster angry. Uh, <laughs> and I have very little to say on this match. I, I can't really add anything that you didn't, Jake. Um, when I saw that there were still like 30 minutes left in this episode, I was like, oh, God, I am so not prepared for you know this match to go the better part of 30 minutes. Fortunately, it doesn't, but it's still just... I mean, is this means to an end, and that end is uh, very disappointing. Uh, so I, I gave it what? I gave it a, a generous two, <laughs> two and three quarters. So just shy of three stars. Um, these just—it's like all these matches just have a ceiling on them, you know. And uh, we we can't break through, Jenny. Uh, where are you at on all this? Well, I mean, I don't think it's any surprise that I didn't care about any of it, and I thought it was stupid and boring. Um, Check I don't out, know. Right? I just, I, I just, I, I really did, and I was like, I'm gonna watch it because I have to talk about it on the podcast. But um, <laughs> which you are that's, about that's only, And then I'm trying to figure out like why, why don't I like it? And it's like, is it you know, like it sucks. Yeah, yeah. And it's I, I, shitty I, and bad. <laughs> yeah, it's boring. I, and it's hard to like. And because we've been watching GCW for seven hours. Uh, See, I was two, gonna say two days before before this shit. I've recently watched an epic tournament, so mm. for shit like this, I just got very little patience, I guess. Um, yup. I, I did it's, the two stars mm-hmm. because I felt like that would probably end up being right for somebody who gave a fuck. 
Uh, fuck. Yeah. Imagine if somebody gives a fuck. What would what would they rate it? (laughs) And uh, I don't know if we'll talk about the Atami um, Jergoff package later, but like they, I felt like all of that was so well done. Like just Mm -hmm. showing the whole. It was all these videos are well done. If it was anybody else, I might have been emotionally affected. I don't know what that is. I, I. the the issue I think too is that it's like it's too late. Like they they would have had to do this like have yeah time. like mm-hmm. this needs to be like maybe his debut or something because like he's already been around for two months and like completely deflated and been That's overshadowed it. by Finn. So like like it's well done. So it's like conflicting to watch this. Cause I'm with you. Like they have everybody putting them over. You have Hogan. Like it's like a little mini twenty four seven or whatever. And like yeah, <laughs> I love Hogan well, too. We've thing already is, seen. Is yeah, we've already seen mm-hmm. what he can do. Like we've are, no nobody mm-hmm. believes any of this, right? And then it's like a weird contrast because you have like Hulk Hogan and Triple H and Daniel Bryan, like all these big names. Which again, I like Hogan calling the Japanese Hulkamaniacs. Like always got to like yeah. the Japanese people. Uh, they they, but um, like all these people putting them over. But it's like, like we've already seen him not really do much since his debut, and also like. Then they do a whole thing where Triple H is like, uh, you know, it's kind of like he's lucky to be here, like just to go and be in WrestleMania, even if you're getting like look like a chump getting thrown out by Big Show. You don't even make like the final 15 of the match. Like that's still this great honor. It's like y'all told us when he debuted, he's the fucking Japanese Ric Flair. And here he is looking like like a peon. Like there's just it's like a cognitive dissonance in this whole thing. That's like. Like it, it rings hollow. Like I agree, it's it's all so well done, but then when you see the big picture, it's like it just doesn't yeah. really make sense. It seems so out of everything we, because like I think in a vacuum, it does make me care a little bit more about him. But it's like I'm already not invested in him, and then I felt bad too, because like, well, he moved this whole family here, and then knowing that this <laughs> does, like this whole run oh is kind of a disaster, is like I kind of feel bad, like. Because apparently he was like super well respected in Japan and stuff. Like you probably would have been better off. So it's yeah, it's a the whole thing is just odd. It was an odd episode. It's almost hard to rate because it's like I get the idea of what they were doing, but for our purposes and what we've seen so far, and I know they want to see like you know NXT as a spider WrestleMania and all this shit and like change it up, but I don't know. It just to me it made it seem like NXT is like really like AAA to them and. Yeah, and Atami was a weird choice to try and build all this around. So I don't even know. I don't even know how to rate this whole thing. I do. One, this is the worst Zero. episode of NXT we've ever yeah. seen. And yeah. I can't imagine. I'm just going to say there's no way there's a worse episode of this. If we're taking NXT in its entirety as a wrestling series, there's no way there's anything worse than this. I'm just, I'm going to be bold enough to make that prediction. So I don't know. In lieu of giving it a zero, which I mean, I, I guess I'll reserve that if, if I'm proven wrong, <laughs> but, uh, where it stands now, this is a one for me. I'm sticking by my zero. I just, I can't, <laughs> can't with any of this. I'm going to go in a, I'm going to rate it in a, like what a coward. <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't rate it that low just cause I thought the matches were okay. I mean, and again, I like it's not the, I don't wow. know, it's not the worst idea in the world. It's just, yeah, it makes no sense. Like, it seems like this, sh- like, 
like it's from months ago or something and like it accidentally yeah, got yeah. thrown in the rotation. Yeah. So, well, I, I mean, like you said, in a vacuum, if this had been, if it had just been that documentary portion where it's, it's done like a, it's own standalone 24 seven special or whatever. Um, I could maybe buy into the illusion, right? It, it, what does triple H say? Well, he won, he won, you know, it, it's, it's like, it's a privilege just to be nominated kind of thing. Mm. Well, really it's fucking not when you see the, like the, mm-hmm. the, the cracks in the seams, um, which are abundantly clear when you, when you do present this as part of a, a larger package that is extremely disappointing. It just highlights how inauthentic this whole thing looked and right. that's bad. Inauthentic, inauthenticity, if I can try to say that word, uh, in wrestling is a, is a real problem. Um, because that's exactly what we are trying to avoid. Right. And, uh, it just made the whole thing look so fake and so produced. And, uh, it, it brought out very cynical, bad feelings in me. And that's kind of why, and and you're right. The matches themselves are not that bad. Certainly there are worse matches that we have seen, um, from wrestling. Not, I'm not just saying NXT, but from the range of promotions, um, there has been some bad, bad wrestling in the world. Um, but on the level that like, it's more important than just the matches and the match quality. Mm-hmm. This was just a real like dud for me as a show. Mm. And that's said where it that, perfectly. that's where mm-hmm. that one comes from for me. Right. So we'll bury it and never speak of it again. Yes, please. All right. <laughs> Oh, All right. for it. Let's see if we can take it home strong with the uh, our final episode, which is the April fifteenth, fifteenth, <laughs> April fifteen fifteen episode of NXT, 15, 15. and um, off to a good start here as we're gonna have CJ Parker versus the uh, Solomon Crow, uh, <laughs> recently debuted uh, cy- uh, Cyberpunk Solomon Crow. I don't know. Sort of, Lots, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's his deal. Lots of stomps from Mr. Crow here. The crowd is actually kind of into him, I guess, just because of his maniacal energy. Uh, he hits a dive onto the ramp. He looks super small compared to, like, CJ. Like, he, CJ looks yeah. extremely tall. I guess CJ's tall than we think he is. But when he's in there with Crow, he's just, like, towering over him. Uh, mm-hmm. But CJ takes over, hits some uh, sparse offense. Of course, a headlock that isn't all these matches. Like again, they must have must have been like a memo they got. Like make sure you put headlocks. Can you work a headlock, brother? Put in your match. Um, I like the scissors kick by CJ. There's also like a spot where like um, Crow went to do like the little senton thing, and CJ just kind of like sprung him up, which I thought, or maybe it was the opposite. Some one of them did that. In the senton <laughs> reversal. So one spot. of them did this move. Yes. One of these um, fuck. One of these yeah. guys. That Crow uh, in his in his little uh, <laughs> cannonball self did the three sixty cell on the clothesline. Uh, it's definitely the most offense CJ Parker's ever gotten in a matches in this. Mm-hmm. But of course he ends up tapping to which I guess is going to be Solomon Crow's finisher, which is a Love not it. super well executed uh, stretch muffler, and CJ oh, yeah. taps to that. Uh, I went a star and a half on it, Tim, because uh, I thought there were some cool spots in here, but it was a little disjointed. Crow is not really impressing me too much. CJ has like these sparks where it's like he looks pretty good, but then he has a lot of other stretches where he just doesn't do jack shit. Uh, 
So it's kind of weird. I don't really know what to think of him. And he's never in a position to really look good. So that doesn't help him either. But I know it's star and a half. I'm I'm not buying into the, uh, uh, (laughs) as he tells us, he grumbles, now back to your regular scheduled programming. I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. I'll take it compared to you, buddy. (laughs) Compared to you, buddy. Well, you know what's disappointing is is we don't get to see uh, Solomon Crow's original finisher, his um, uh, (laughs) slingshot off the ropes into uh, something. Um, Splash? Headbutt? Question mark? The buckshot. But, (laughs) yeah, maybe... Maybe he's just adding to his arsenal here. So you know how guys will have like a a strike, uh, a, a grapple based finisher, and they'll also have a, a submission finisher, and mm-hmm. and maybe the the stretch muffler is just he's he's now got a uh, a submission finish, and you know this is this is a multi dimensional wrestler now, Solomon Crow. Um, yes. We're we're seeing the layers and. Uh, Wow, and, and these guys, I think, are, are current main eventers in Impact Wrestling today, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, um, yeah, this doesn't give us a whole lot as, a, as an opener. I still don't fully grasp the Solomon Crow character. I, I do like the maniacal energy. I like that C.J. Mm-hmm. Parker has completely given up on the planet Earth, um, much <laughs> like all of us. Uh <laughs> you know, game sees game there, I guess. Um, but uh, what did his sign say? It, it was something like Happy Earth Day, but he crossed out the earth and put me. So happy me. Day. I don't know. Um, uh, he, he seems to be, you know, defying the, the uh, environmentalist ways of, of his past. He's, right. he's depressed like Emma. He's, <laughs> well, he's uh, and, giving and up. Like, uh, and like the host of PTB NXT. Um, <laughs> so... I I don't know. I gave this a gentleman's star and a quarter. It just it's better than one star, but not much. In other words, by by definition, that's what a star and a quarter would would uh, indicate. Mathematically, yes, yeah. Mathematically, that's that's <laughs> what that means. I don't know if you followed that. I like how every single motherfucker in this promotion has. Uh, traveled the world honing his craft, according to commentary. <laughs> like, they say that about everybody. No, we're... Solomon Crow ain't been traveling the world, you guys. Like, he's Virtual been holed world. up in a bunker somewhere. He's he's an international cyberpunk. Yeah, well... Promising. And also, what the fuck is a stretch muffler? Who, <laughs> who's ever used a stretch muffler? You want to know who's used a, Brock Lesnar has used a stretch muffler. When? It's Man, the only. Like I think that. it's the only other time I've ever seen that match. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Um, the um, I only know it from playing like the old video games that you do right. create a wrestler, yeah. and you could pick your move set, and it would show you like a yep. little preview of every move. And I was like a kid. And I'd be like, oh, so that's never heard of that before. And then I would, like you said, I would never see these moves used really. I, I swear Brock Lesnar, I think it was in a match against Chris Benoit. So what? Like from his early. So it's been used once. um, (laughs) Accurately? Was this what it was supposed to look like? I'm just curious. Well, the thing is, is you you kind of want to be a bigger guy if you're going to do that move. 
Um, it looks less impressive when you're five foot look, two, like uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Brock Lesnar doing that to Chris Benoit, like he folds him in fucking yes. half, right? Like, yeah. But he, here, yeah, to Jake's point, Solomon Crow, he's sort of a built guy, but he's not a very tall guy. Um, so yeah, it's and it, yeah, it's definitely oh. one of those moves I thought only existed in video games until I saw it done by Brock Lesnar. And it, and I kind of popped because I was like, oh my God, that actually does exist. <laughs> so. Well, somebody needs to tell me what match that was so I can watch that. I'm going to find, I'm going to find it for you, Jenny. I'm going to find it. All right. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I was impressed by that fucking weird ass move. And um, so I did the one and a half in this little silly ass match. There you go. All right. So back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Mr. Crow would say, yeah. and that's going to be a Baron Corbin squash match. So ver- that is very regular for us. That is the most regular yeah. of the schedule. He's going to be facing Mr. Steve Cutler, aka Steve Macklin nowadays. And uh, as he normally does, is he also does, an Impact main eventer? He was. He may be. Uh, I don't even know if he. I believe he's married or, um, with uh, oh God, Sean Kidd's lady, uh, Diana. Perazzo. Oh, so I okay. believe that's his fiance or wife or something like that. Oh, so, they, uh, anyway. they're married if that's him. Right, I think that's him. I could be wrong. Okay. Someone correct me. Um, but anyway, the uh, end of days. Baron Corbin does the end of days and wins, and then yeah. we look at his uh, his frowny button, his frowning belly button, after his win, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's it. His frowning so, belly button. I don't know. Zero. Uh, yeah, zero. I've I've converted to the Jenny system. Thank God. I don't, I don't need to see Baron Corbin do this move ever again. Nope. Uh, moving on. Uh, CMB takes issue with uh, Rhino trying to cut the line to the top. So a little, he's a little salty here. More like the old Sammy would have been like, you know, uh, I have a lot of respect for Rhino. He's done a lot in this business or something. But now he's just pissed. Like you can't just cut mm-hmm. to the top, Rhino, you big asshole. You yeah. showed of a human. <laughs> so nice. no more, yeah. <laughs> no more Mr. Nice Guy Sam. He's not taking this bullshit. You're just yeah. gonna cut him in line, you big asshole. So. Um but uh we carry on here. So uh we'll go to a tag match here. We have Enzo and Cast, we haven't seen in a minute, at least on this set, and they're gonna be facing the team of uh Fulton and Dawkins, who are like in like WWE's attempts to always want to recreate Team Angle, they're like a um, pretty low-level version, but that's kind of the vibe they're going for. We have the headgear, yeah, kind of a yeah, kind of a Mulkey Brothers variant of team <laughs> Angle here. Yes, government cheese Team Angle we have with uh, Dawkins. Uh, uh, they Enzo and Cass do the whole thing. The one line I got from uh, Enzo was the he calls himself the Michael Jordan of jargon. So, uh, oh. Tim, Tim, maybe that's what we can say about our advanced vocabularies of our um, advanced degrees. We are the Michael Jordan. Oh, because we have master's degrees, you mean? Correct, yes. Oh, yeah. fuck. Y'all <laughs> do. <laughs> wow. What a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Fucking assholes. You're not getting ahead of me in line with your master's degree. <laughs> yeah. Get my title shot. We're going to um, cut the line, Jenny, because we have master's degrees. <laughs> Enzo and Cass have their uh, they have their eyes set on the tag titles. They're coming for it. 
uh, Enzo starts a match. He gets fireman's carried about 14 times. Uh, <laughs> he sure does. He, he flips out of one to uh, get Big Kaz in there to clean house a little bit. He uh, demands to get back in for some reason, even though he can do nothing when he gets in. He goes in immediately, takes like a brutal <laughs> bump on the turnbuckle, hitting his uh, crotch right there. And uh, okay. Wes and Bud come out to kind of scope this out. And, of course, to uh, check on Carmella. And uh, they both trying to... Uh, to charm her with flowers, which makes it seem like they want to, um, you know, both of them. It's not just one or the other. She's not against it. She's a little bit into it. She likes the flower. The, she seems to be into the attention. Uh, Cass comes in, cleans house, and he throws Enzo onto Dawkins for the win. So kind of just a backdrop for the uh, for the uh, Wesson Bud stuff and to give Enzo and Cass a little win. Uh, Cass is pretty good. Like, I like when he gets in there, but it just felt like not a whole lot happened this match. I mean... I feel like they want me to think like Enzo is like this great bumper and is getting a bunch of sympathy, but he's really not. He's just kind of awkward in there. But I do like when Cass comes in and kind of hits the big boot and stuff. He's got some pretty good fire. But one star, it was kind of just like a squash with a little angle in the background to continue the Wes and Bud pining for Carmella, um, Jenny. Yeah, I mean, I would largely agree with all that. I, I really love their intro. I really love how over... Enzo and Cass are and 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 Carmela is is kind of like firmly with them like and she's getting a lot of shine too which I enjoy. Um, Carmela I think has been a real surprise for me in NXT. Um, mm. I I didn't really think you know I've never really thought that much about Carmela. Um, when I started watching wrestling it was uh, Mela's money that kind of phase of her yep. which mm-hmm. she's been kind of like out on but not really like she still says it sometimes and um she recently had another comeback you know so and i've been kind of into it um but uh it's a nice change for enzo to get the pin in a match because usually he gets his ass whooped and the cast comes in and she's in um and then i like i like um jointly uh, courting Carmella it's like it's not one or the other like Jake said it's both these guys trying to mack on her so I'm wondering what that means um hmm. I, I got a little charmed by this match so I went two stars um I also gave this two stars only because I I thought it was a decent change of pace. Like it's practically a comedy match, right? With right. between the the Dawkins and Fulton amateur wrestling based offense and <laughs> and Enzo's yeah, uh, selling, yeah, like yeah. nobody like it's just kind of goofy. Um, even though it's a, a for, sort of a formulaic match for for Enzo and Cass, uh, it, it has its charms. So it, it kind of made me laugh, which. It, Hey, that got some reaction out of me, so I'll I'll take what I can get. Um, there's also a uh, a fan in the front row, she, it, and it's after uh, Bud and Wes come out to try to charm uh, Carmella, and this oh. girl just has like this very cringe look on her face, and it's it's kind of <laughs> unmistakable because she's staring right at the hard camera, <laughs> and so she like kind of stares into the camera with this. Almost like one of the, you know that that movie uh, Smile with the the creepy, uh, yes, uh, you know Rick just <laughs> grins before yeah. you die thing. 
Um, she, she's kind of doing that, and then she her eyes sort of dart away, and then dart back into the. It's just really distracting but funny at the same time. So I'm going to give that fan uh, two stars, uh, which uh, translates to the match itself, I guess, um, as an enhancement. So yeah. Big two stars coming off of this for me. Um, not sure I want to see more of the uh, great tag team of Angelo Dawkins and, and Sawyer Fulton, who sound more like a country music duo, but whatever. <laughs> right. um, anyway, moving on. Yep. Bada boom. All right, Alex Riley tells us he's not going to go away, even though I thought that was the whole point of his match with KO is that maybe he had to go away. But uh, he's got nowhere else to go, Kevin, so he's going to be next week to beat your ass. He didn't say time to rage. I was a little bummed out that he didn't Damn. say time to rage. But probably he's coming back, and then we quickly find out pretty soon that it's official. Uh, Alex Riley versus KO next week on NXT. So, Which any, uh, is mm-hmm. puzzling. Um Yes. I, you know. Where to go? <laughs> well, I mean, he could go much further down the ladder is where he could go. I don't know why he's getting another match with Kevin Owens, I guess. Is, is cutting the fucking line, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Talk about cutting the line. I even employed you, piece of shit. God. Um, anyway. All right, we're going to get uh, Dana Brooks' debut after all the hype. Uh, and she is going to be facing... Uh, the ladies' jobber extraordinaire, uh, blue pants. Blue um, pants. I will, I will say that Dana Brooke, she does have a rock and bod. She looks good. Uh, she does. She, she's throwing blue pants around. Blue pants takes a nasty shot on the turnbuckle. Um, she mm. definitely was not paid enough to do that. Kind of awkward punches by Dana. I thought like she's like, I compared it. I think y'all appreciate the. Uh, she would like flail her arm like Nick Patrick style every time she like reared back for a punch. Like, she didn't just, like, go straight back. She had to do this, like, weird arm motion with punches, which was odd. She does, like, um, <laughs> um, so, you could tell she's trying to, like, show her unique offense. She does this, like, handstand corner choke thing with her foot. But we get some blue pants fired up here. A little uh, blue pants flurry. But Dana hits. Um, I did not expect this to be her finisher. Like, pretty much like a Mishinoku driver as her finisher. Which, yeah. Right. Out of nowhere, but it looked all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as NXT debuts go, like, I don't think this is the worst one we've seen. I mean, she was a little awkward, and it was like our typical, like we've said of these sometimes, where like there's a little bit too much time between where it's like you could kind of tell maybe thinking about what's the next move. But overall, I didn't think she, like, she wasn't a disaster. Like, she didn't look amazing. She didn't look a seasoned vet, but she also didn't look like incompetent. So I don't know. I just want to star on this. It was just her debut, and I thought she looked. She looked okay, Jenny. Completely agree. Her song is kind of a banger uh, for me. And you're right. She looks awesome. And she she's work, she's putting some stank on this, like, pretty basic stuff. Um, that's enough. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. enough for what we're doing against blue pants here. Um, just <laughs> to introduce, introduce herself to these people and... Um, Blue pants, it's just, every time I see her, I'm thinking, that's me if I was a wrestler. Because it's, it's kind of just <laughs> awkward and weird. The hand stuff, like, it's specifically that. Um, but anyway, 
that that miniature was surprising because like i said she put some power on that too and then when she covered her he sat on her fucking face and lifted her <laughs> legs up like um <laughs> you know not bad not bad i did one star well look um i thought this had some good energy to it which is what you want from a a wrestler's debut i mean it's it's nothing special but it doesn't go very long. Doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, they don't botch she anything. Looks hot. Yeah, good, good looking. Um, you know, strikes a, a good pose, right? Uh, blue pants uh, has some excellent kicks. I mean, Jenny, if, if you're going to be a wrestler, uh, you know, you got to throw some great kicks, like like the X Men reservist blue pants. Um, yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know it told a nice little concise story for what it was i i want to start a half on it which uh, look we're not drowning in snowflakes over here but that ain't bad yeah consider than baron corbin she's yeah. already got corbin beat got uh, corbin beat by a whole star and a half i can, I can never get over that they just refer to a human being as blue pants and blue just pants. act like that. Just I act know. like that's like a, a not totally like not fucking insane right. blue pants. This woman, we just call her blue pants, but well, and her theme music is literally uh, <laughs> what uh, <laughs> gas, big gas humming the the Price is Right <laughs> theme <laughs> from. From the first time we saw it. Da, 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 da. Like, they just ran with this joke. And it, it sometimes that happens there, right? You, yeah. Sometimes it's forced and it's like, all right, let's dial it back, guys. But but sometimes it's like, all right, this is actually pretty funny. And I don't mind if they keep leaning into it. And that's it's been the latter here with Blue Pants. I, I find her um, a welcome presence on these shows. Mm-hmm. I agree. But good for Dana. Um, what you see is what you get, and she looked all right. So good for you, Dana. We'll see where she goes. All right, so we will get to our main event here. This is going to be the official, um, the battle of the line to see who is oh boy. first oh in line, I guess. God. With uh, Sammy versus uh, the Rhino, the Man Beast. Uh, so Sammy is very cautious to start as he's uh, what was it, Tim? The uh, stuffed roller skate. <laughs> uh, pregnant roller skate. The pregnant roller. skate. Against the pregnant roller skate, uh, he gets shoulder block and bails to the outside. So again, this is a little—I don't want to say heelish, but kind of bailing to the outside, stalling a little bit. Not quite the like heroic, you know, never say die baby face that we always get out of Sammy. Um, he cuts back in there. Rhino sells a, a Rana here, which uh, which uh, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like Marcus would uh, not enjoy that that Rhino's flipping on a Rana. But uh, twenty fifteen Rhino doesn't quite have the manic energy that I need from Rhino. And that's kind of like my biggest issue throughout this whole match. Like he's just, I feel like that's what makes me enjoy Rhino. So if he doesn't have that, it's kind of like not great. We get a cut in yeah. for a Marine four promo, which uh, the only reason I bring that's... this up, cause I, I like that it was rated R for quote violence throughout. Wow. Like, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> interesting. And summer rated, Ray. <laughs> rated R for oh, summer. Ray. Uh, yeah. Summer Ray's acting. Well, we come back, uh, <laughs> summer are, 
uh, <laughs> Spine Buster by Rhino's okay, but I was by this point of the match after the uh, the Marine Four promo, I'm like, okay, now we should be done the feeling out. This needs to pick up a little bit, and it really, I mean, it does a little bit. Sammy keeps fighting, gets the man beast up for the Blue Thunder Bomb, so really not really doing too much. Marcus with wouldn't like that either. Right? Yeah, like not really <laughs> doing a whole lot. Like he's not struggling to get Rhino up. Uh, he has no problems getting the uh, human chode up a little more life rhino throws sammy up lands a cutter uh feisty sammy slaps rhino and then uh he finally gets his real comeback in earnest here hits a forearm knocks rhino out the ring rhino comes back belly to belly's him but sammy puts him in the corner and beats him with the huluva kick i would say i was mostly disappointed in this match like i thought the ending they picked it up all right but the whole match felt very like muted like just never really again like i need rhino to have like some crazy rhino energy, like coming in and running around like a maniac. And if it's just in his um, advanced age here, he's not able to do that. And they didn't really get any of that, like Sammy versus a big monster energy going. I found like he was kind of, he mostly just wrestled him like a normal dude for the most part. So I don't know. I went, I went two and a half. It's somewhere in that two to two and a half range for me. Um, Tim. Yeah. About the same for me. It, um, it does just feel like a match between two pretty equally um, equipped compo- opponents. I almost said components for some reason. Um, and it doesn't really utilize Rhino's size in any significant way. Um, you would think he should should be a big man, little man match, right? And it is, it's sort of, it, at times, it, it starts to become that but never really settles in and i'm not really sure why because we know sammy's pretty impressive fighting from behind um rhino as you said when he brings that manic energy when he's on offense um is pretty awesome like i want to see you know what i want to see him gore a guy coming off the the top rope or something right like just really sick shit and it's kind of that plotting offense very um very club based, right? Very, very <laughs> overhand smash based, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it it fails to impress certainly. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sammy does look pretty impressive pulling off some of those power moves that he does. Uh, I'm glad that he does get the decisive win. There's going to be no nonsense here of, of Rhino cutting the line. This is Sammy's story. <laughs> but uh, as far as these. Uh, these little diversions of, of uh, you know, visiting wrestlers from the main roster or, or veterans coming down to NXT to, to have a little cup of coffee goes. Um, I don't know. Rhino's appearance here has, has not been the most impactful compared to others we have seen. I mean, I guess it's better than, what, Titus? Um, <laughs> but, you know, wow. it's still not what you would want, want to see from the man beast. So yeah, I let's see. I, I gave it two two and a quarter. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Rhino colon better than Titus. <laughs> right. I mean, go on. Talk about damning with faint praise. Yeah. Have we talked about Sammy's beer and how it looks like an exploded butthole on his what looks like his, an exploded? His his gear, like his that little 
Celtic oh. siren oh. on his butt or whatever it the is. Butt not... The butt exploder suplex. The butt exploder. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why it totally bugged me. Um, I took one of those this morning. I still haven't recovered. Fuck. <laughs> suplex. Tim Butthole got a suplex. I don't like Rhino kicking out of the blue thunder bomb. I don't know. I know he's a big guy, but I don't know. I feel like that was a little step too far, but. But then Sammy kicks out. I don't know. Man Beast is a terrible name. <laughs> more like, more like pregnant. Roller pregnant roller skate beast. beast. Yes. Pregnant um, roller beast. A rhinoceros on roller skates. Can you imagine charging at you? That's how I felt during this whole match. The end was all right. Abused. I did. I didn't. <laughs> Jenny was just fucking done with this shit. By this I, point. I was. I, was only my love it. for you guys. Uh, Honestly. Um, the hypothetical the listeners. You thought about the hypothetical listeners and you fucking powered through. No, fuck them. Oh, look, I only thought about This show's about to have hypothetical hosts. <laughs> 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 sorry. I'm sorry I stepped on your comment, <laughs> Oh no! I, it was just more complaining, so it's fine. Uh, so three stars, Jenny, on that match, or <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad we got the line back in order. I'm glad there's no line yes, cutting. Yes, the line's unacceptable. You know what I so, do like? Um, Most guys, they're they're Titantron is uh, like a highlight reel of them in action, right? Some really impressive moves, if you will, from that wrestler as, as they make their entrance. Rhinos is literally just a rhinoceros in the water <laughs> doing, doing rhinoceros things. Stock footage of a... It, yeah. Should be Jim Carrey coming out yeah. of the rhino's ass. Out of Sami Zayn's exploded <laughs> yeah. butthole. Yes, even better. There you go. Goring right there. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, but this episode kind of another flat one. I think. I mean, it was all. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I I feel like my I need KO back for <laughs> one. Say it, yeah. <laughs> we tried. We tried. We tried. We tried to analyze this, you guys. We really did. Yeah. 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 I think we need we need KO back. He brings some energy. It's like the usual people that buoy these two. The like Sammy was. Yeah, like the the Charlotte, Sasha, and even Sammy has kind of been meh on these. Like, I haven't really been digging him. I don't know what it is. Like, I think y'all said, one of y'all said earlier, like, he's just kind of missing something right now. I don't know if he's just kind of in a weird limbo, but I ended up, I feel like this is similar to the first one, maybe a bit lower. I think I'd go like a three and a half out of ten on this one. Um, But, yeah, not the greatest greatest, uh, slate of shows we have here. Um. How how are we going yeah. on this last? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm gonna do the three. Yeah, that's how I feel. I I think I'm up on this one compared to our certainly compared to our middle episode, but I think I liked it a little bit better than our first episode. So what did I give that a th- a three? Um. I guess I'll give this a three and a half. 
Yep. Sounds right. They're very reluctant. So, so we, av- we averaged about a what? A 1.75 out of I mean, 10 on these three episodes. <laughs> Math yeah, I'm at like a two, two and a half. All right. All right, so let's go to some um, <laughs> some default awards. Uh, oh best God. match. I did pick uh, the Neville match. You um, picked the Jesus. Neville match. Yeah, because yeah, it's Neville. Um, I guess <laughs> um, it's Tommy Finn is my best match. Least worst match. Yeah. Um, I I guess Sammy Rhino is mine. <laughs> um, worst match. I'm gonna go with uh, Baron Corbin. Um, Not his match, just him. He's the worst match. He's the worst match. Well, uh, there's a few zeros on my scorecard here, yeah, I so I don't want to just. Zeros. I don't want to just give it to but, a dud. So, my, yeah. you know what? My worst match is going to be Ty Dillinger versus Jason Jordan. Yeah. I, just come on. What are we doing? Well, um, all right. I will agree with that. All right. Um, rising, not a ton from this. I'm going Dana Brooke. She had a good debut. Enzo and Cass, I thought, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. they were kind of a highlight of these because they. Mm-hmm. Like had some energy and personality and I don't know yes. some life. So I'm going with them. Um I don't know. Atami is both rising and falling, so I don't know. <laughs> the no, timeline is the timeline is a disaster. So Rose and Phil. Right. So I don't know. Not a ton rising think, on here. I think blue I pants is rising for me. <laughs> blue pants. Yeah. Blue pants is rising for me. Um, falling. Everyone else. Everyone's morale. Um, <laughs> Our will to Sol- live. Solomon Crow. Um, Solomon Crow. CJ. Emma's. Emma's will to. Um, yeah. <laughs> Emma's. You know. Yeah. Career. Yeah. Yeah. Balor uh, looked like shit. <laughs> MVP. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Um, yeah. Neville. I'd probably um, go. Yeah. God, Neville. Or, I'm right, telling you, maybe yeah. Enzo and maybe Enzo and Cass. They were. I don't know why I'm on them right now. I just felt like they were like a a nice little. Um. And a, well, by that logic, the fan in the front row. Uh, <laughs> Sims MVP. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess Neville, even though it's just a token appearance on the mm-hmm. show, like it's still yeah. better than still better than all the regulars. LVP, I think it's probably gonna be a Tommy. Oh my or God, team. yes. A Tommy commentary team. I think it was at the point like I just didn't have a lot of comments on them because I think I had just started tuning them out. Because I felt like there's no point in even listening because they never have. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they say something that's worthwhile, like my brain will catch it. But I just kind of like yes. becomes like the Charlie Brown like adult voice after a while, just like. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, best moment. 
Let's go with Tim's uh, the maniacal spiral and the and uh, the crowd. That's what I'm gonna go with. Virginia was turning uh, turning it off. Yeah, yeah. when this ended. Hmm. Very well. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's I think it was when I, I I don't know. It was just thinking about the way I think about this show in general. Mm-hmm. Right, questioning everything. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Much. Right. Well, uh, how about this? How about this? So as we as we wrap this up, Jenny, tell us about uh, the new GCW pod. All right. Well, that is a podcast that I started with uh, our friend Matt Souza. So we're going to be covering GCW, and the podcast is called DC Dub, a game changing podcast. We have a Twitter, so look us up there and follow us on there. We'll be um, posting monthly, and we'll, it'll be like a roundup show of um, all the cards, all, like all the results from all the matches of the month, some of our favorites, and then previewing um, what's coming up for GCW because they have a lot <coughs> coming um, between like WrestleMania and then like just a bunch of random dates. Uh, before and after so there's a lot to get into with gcw um we couldn't really do a deep dive on it the way that we wanted to but um i'm super excited about that podcast and we've gotten some good feedback from it uh already from one episode yes i have uh i have uh checked out your your debut episode it's very good very very good and thank uh, you I I definitely have been needing like a, a new podcast in my life, and I've been immensely enjoying GCW as uh, you you guys have as well lately. So it's um, really scratching that itch for me. Looking forward to a lot more. Um, excellent show, excellent coverage. Just um, if you're a fan of the promotion, do check it out. Even if you're not, start watching it. I mean, great deal right. on Fight Plus, right? Shit's five dollars a month to get everything and when i say everything jenny is not lying uh and and just the the amount of content that this indie promotion puts out like it's it's not necessarily a show every week it's kind of feast or famine you know where you'll get like four shows in one weekend and then the next week will kind of be off and then they'll come back with another two shows and then It'll be WrestleMania weekend, and they're doing the collective or whatever, and it's just nonstop wall-to-wall wrestling. Um, exactly. Which I never really thought I would give a shit about at my big age at this point in my life, but <laughs> it's GCW, and uh, yeah. I'm feeling it. Really feeling it lately. Good. Very good. Tim, you have anything you want to um, want to put over? Well. Other wrestling that I'm feeling here lately would be uh, the other podcast that I do, and it is with Jenny, uh, and it is with uh, Greg Phillips as well in our third seat. It's called Talking WCW. It's here on Place Be Nation Wrestling, and by the time you are hearing this episode of PTB NXT, I imagine that most recent episode we did of Talking WCW will be out as well. We did a spotlight on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat this time out so uh three representative matches from the steamer 
in WCW. Not probably the picks that you would uh, expect. But um, that's how we do it on Talking WCW. Some under-the-radar stuff, some fun matches. A lot to get into there. Uh, because we love WCW and we love Ricky Steamboat. So that's Talking WCW. Uh, anything else I want to promote right now? Uh, just check me out on Twitter. I'm at Syke68CYKE68 on your Twitter. Very good. Uh, I have the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast, YouTube Roulette, and uh, Highway to the Impact Zone. Like, it, I don't want to do plugs. Okay. <laughs> no, <just> Famously. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, anyways, yeah, just <laughs> I'm good. check everything out. I'm sure if you want to listen to anything that I'm on, you can scroll through and find it at this point. But um, You can hear it here on Place Your Nation Wrestling, or you can hear it on North-South Connection. How about that? Boom. Very good. Um, anyway, thank you guys for joining me. Um, I'll be back with Jenny and Tim next time, except it will probably be AI generated next time around because we'll both quit after this uh, set of episodes. But either way, if we have to go AI generated or if they decide to return, we'll be back in a month or so with another edition of PT with XT where we'll continue this journey. And God damn it, we know it has to get very good at some point. We've seen it. It's just a matter of when. So... We'll get there, maybe, who knows. But either way, I'll see you next time. We will. Bye. PTB NXT has left the building. Oh,